0: Welcome to another episode of In the Area Podcast. Today we have on Grant Gary, a recovered COVID 19 patient and collaborator of a snorkel ventilator. One very quick PSA I am not a doctor, nor do I claim to be, and this is not a medical podcast. First first, first of all, I just want to say that I actually, I had COVID and it took me over a month to recover. Like I is right now it's April 15th and I didn't really, I got sick on March 3rd and I didn't really recover until about a week ago. Really? So really until like April 7th. So it took over a month for me to fully recover. But in the last couple of weeks, like about two and a half weeks ago, um, I got a phone call on a Thursday night. I was actually in a Zoom call with some friends, and uh, David Heil, who's a doctor at the hospital and a parent of one of our students, he calls me up and basically says, look, uh, ventilators are killing people. And me and Lisa, his wife Lisa is also an ER physician, an emergency room physician. They, they were uh, military doctors in, during the Iraq war. So, they're used to being like very innovative and really getting out front on things. So, he's like, ventilators are killing people. I'm like, what, do you, what the hell do you mean ventilators are killing people? We don't have enough ventilators in the country. That's why people are going to die. And he says, no. What's happening is uh, they're currently recommending ventilators be used very early when patients are having respiratory issues. And it's actually killing people. The best way to treat people with COVID is through what's called a CPAP machine. Now, you might have heard of these things because, a CPAP machine, because um, people use it for sleep apnea. So people like snore really bad. Or What sleep apnea is, is it means you're not actually getting enough air into your lungs at night because your throat kind of closes up. What a CPAP machine is, it's continually positive air pressure. So the, you put like a little mask on, and it essentially forces air into your trachea and lungs, and it keeps the trachea open, so you can get enough oxygen when you're sleeping. So, it turns out that COVID more closely represents high altitude pulmonary edema. So that's basically what happens: is like you live at sea level, and you fly right into Denver, you come right up to Vale. Or, or Aspen, and you go ski at like twelve or 13,000 feet, some people's bodies don't adjust quickly enough, and you start to get edema. It's like a swelling in your lungs. And what happens is if, if not treated properly, if you don't go down altitude, you can die. Like people have died from hape. It's called hape. People die from hape in the Himalayas all the time. It's, it's quite common. Um, so Dave looks at the COVID patients, and he's like, oh, my God, their lungs look more like hape than what's called ARDS, Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome. With Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome, you would use a ventilator. But with HAPE, you would never use a ventilator. You would kill the patient. So the way they treat people with HAPE is through CPAP. Is they put you on a CPAP machine, and it opens up your lungs and allows your body to kind of naturally recover. So people who come into the emergency room, their oxygen saturation levels are sometimes at like 60%. They put them on a CPAP machine, Boom, they're like good to go the next day. It's like the next day they're up in their O2 O2 levels are in the 90th, 90%. Right, it's supposed to be like 96 or higher, right? 95 and higher is normal, 95% and higher. So um, Dave says, wow, COVID is more like, hey, we need to be using CPAP machines. But the guidelines from all of these health agencies are saying don't use CPAP because what it does is, is when you force the air into the lungs, the air that's then breathed out it has aerosolized uh, COVID droplets. So basically, if you put someone on a CPAP machine, when they exhale, it spits the COVID virus all over the place. So the room gets filled with these tiny droplets of COVID. So that's incredibly dangerous for healthcare workers, right? You can't really have people... people you're spitting this virus into the air. It's super dangerous. So David and Lisa brainstormed this idea and they're like, what if we use, they were thinking they'd been on vacation recently in Costa Rica. but like, what if we use a full face snorkel mask? And a full face snorkel mask is what it sounds like. It's not like the one that just goes over your eyes. It goes over your whole face. And they're like, they're like, we can't be the first people that have thought of this. So, they went online and they did some research, and it turned out there was a hospital in Italy that had figured out how to basically adapt a full face snorkel mask so that it could interface with a CPAP machine using a 3D printed part, the special adapter. The adapter has two valves. So, in one valve, the oxygen goes in, and then the other valve, your, ex- your exhalation goes out, and it's connected to a filter, and the filter filters out the virus. And now you know these masks are airtight because they're made to be used underwater. So you know you're not getting any respiratory droplets whatsoever in the actual, in the actual room, in the environment. So Dave's theory is like, look, this is going to, not, not only is it, it going to help the healthcare workers, it's going to save a lot, a lot of lives. So in New York City, over 80%, 80% of patients who were put on ventilators died from, who, were, who, were, who had COVID. That's crazy. So Dave is like, look, I think we can bring that 80% down to like 40 or 50% if we instead use the CPAP system. So he's like, look, we need these 3D printed parts for this snorkel mask. You guys have these 3D printers over at Vail Mountain School. Do you think you can do this? And I was like, oh, absolutely. So Thursday night, we printed out like one set of prototype parts. Friday morning, I wake up early, drive over to Valley View Hospital, Dave and dude, it was like a whirlwind. It was like it was Dave, who's an ER physician. There was the head of head of um, uh, sorry, uh, pulmonology. There was like the head of cardiology. There was like all these doctors around, and he's like, "Look, here's the idea. Here's how we're going to use it. Let's test it." So we all got around. We got around a CPAP machine. Dave put the thing on, and we they basically like we basically did all these iterations on the design. They were like, "Okay, like this piece fits well, but we need this one to fit better." So I was taking all these notes. And like really just really it's like working for a client. it's like, you're you're taking notes on the product and you're going to iterate. It's a really like end user testing. This is like design thinking kind of to its core. Um, So we iterate it. And within like two hours, we come up with this a way to use like a single valve to basically hook directly up to a CPAP system, filter out the virus. And we're like, okay, this is, this is amazing. Like, this is a really, really, this is like, this is groundbreaking. And Dave, was like you know we're like ahead of the curve in the country but there are doctors starting to talk about the fact that see that that ventilators are really not as effective as we had hoped for some people um, and there started to be like doctors releasing youtube videos um talking about this and there were also a lot of doctors on podcasts talking about this as well like emergency medicine podcasts so we tried to get ahead of this thing my my old thing was like holy crap so we want to make this work but if this becomes widespread the thing that's going to prohibit us from making this like widespread in the united states is these snorkel masks are all sold out on amazon and the reason they're sold out is cuz all these hospitals in italy and spain are already using this system so they're they're buying all the snorkel masks i was like well what would be amazing is if we could get ahead of this thing and we could find a really wealthy donor to basically fund the production of like a a couple hundred thousand of these snorkel masks, produce them in China, ship them over to the U.S., and then by the time demand spikes here, we'll have all these things and we could just send them out to the hospitals. So I spent a lot of my time focusing on that. So there was a couple of other teachers working on the 3D models, and we eventually got that all set up. And then I was working on trying to find some people to fund this thing. And I reached out to my personal network and one person, this one guy is who is really well connected. I, w- I don't want to say his name, um, but he was like, look, I, I can like, I can email this to like Jonathan Kraft, like Bob Kraft's son, like the owner of the Patriots. He's like, and they've been flying stuff back and forth to China because the biggest problem is not getting the mass produced. It's that once they're produced, the shipping time is almost 20 days. To even by air, to get something shipped from China to the, to the U.S. I'm not sure why. It probably has to do with the whole tariff situation. Um, so, but these guys have their own plane. So they could literally just like, boom, those things are done, fly them right over to the U.S., and we can make this happen. So That was one contact, and we were talking, and we're going down that route. And then I got a phone call from another friend, and he, he says, hey, can you send me something? I could get it in front of Bill Gates by the end of the day. <laughs> I was what? like, what? Who is this friend? Uh, also, I don't want to name, name names. Um, they, but they have some connection with Bill Gates? Well, he has friends who like work at the Gates Foundation that are like pretty high up. And I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. So we worked on this proposal. We sent it over. It didn't actually get in front of Bill Gates. It got into like the person before Bill Gates. And that person basically said, look, we're mostly focused on like vaccines and drugs that can help to treat the symptoms. We're not as focused on like technologies like this. That while life saving, um, you know, they're more focused. They're more focused on the pharmaceuticals, which is kind of annoying. Um, and yeah, so but what's been interesting is this was like two weeks ago. You know, I really called these guys up because I wanted to get ahead of this, and I wanted to like get someone within those few days because if we could have produced them then, we would already have the masks now. Um, but I knew the longer it went out, went on, the less likely we were to get this thing funded because coronavirus cases are just going to drop off significantly, which they've kind of started to do already. Um, and the unfortunate thing is, and, and the sort of holdup in this whole thing was, Dave has to apply for an FDA emergency use authorization, which basically says, okay, any hospital in the United States can use this product. And we were like, you know what? If we don't get that and we convince someone to put a million or two million dollars into this, they're going to kind of waste their money. So we we kind of like delayed it and we still have not heard back from the FDA about whether we got this emergency use. And now that it's already like two and a half weeks beyond it, it's like, you know, I'm trying to weigh whether or not it's actually worth it to still pursue some of the deep pockets. Because even if even if I got somebody to give us like a million dollars today, it would take 12 days to produce 50, we could get 10,000 masks produced in four days. We could get 50,000 masks produced in 12 days and then the flight time. So you're looking at probably a week to get everything ramped up and produced, brought to the U.S. Then we'd have to make our own logistics system work. So really we're looking at like two more weeks, two to three more weeks beyond today. And by that point in time, this thing's going to have dropped off so far but there really isn't going to be a demand for those snorkel masks. So, you know, right now it's at a little bit of a standstill. but I guess what I forgot to talk about was, and this is the really amazing part of this, is Dave put this on the first, Dr. David Heil put this snorkel mask system on a patient for the first time about six days ago. He's like, this guy walked into the hospital, his oxygen saturation levels were 90, sorry, were 84%. His, you know, he, his, X, his lung x-ray, his lungs were very clogged. Um, he's like, we put him on the system. And the second, he's like, within an hour, his oxygen saturation level was up to 97%. And he's like, this is a guy who a week ago, two weeks ago, he's like, I would have had to intubate him. Intubate means put on a ventilator. Um, he's like, I would have had to intubate that guy two weeks ago and his mortality, like probability of dying on the ventilator would have been 80%. He's like, his probability of dying now is probably less than 10. He's like, so like, we're saving lives with this thing. And, you know, even if this project doesn't become a big, huge thing, it's like, dude, that feeling I got when he texted me and was like, wow, we like basically saved a life. Man, I was like one of the most powerful feelings I've ever had in my life to know that like I was a deeply integrated into this project that literally saved someone's life and will probably save many more lives and that was a really that was a really really wild for me I've never really experienced anything like that in my life